Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we brought you some clips of the week pewter from back in 2008, which we hope you enjoyed. Um, And off the back of that, um, some of the listeners suggested, well, look, I'll let it speak for itself. Um, Also, we um, spoke to Sue Taylor-Franklin and Sam Taylor, who are a married couple that broke a world record. Uh, and uh, fantastic story from them to mark International Women's Day. Uh, we also um, chatted to Alan Stevens, who's a social media expert. We try to get a head around uh, NBA fans in the States buying little digital clips, sometimes for hundreds of thousands of pounds. So if it all makes sense to you. And, of course, Andy and I look back at the weekend's football, amongst other things. So here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I enjoyed the uh, Manchester derby yesterday. Yeah. But uh, before United played well. But before I uh, before the match, I was reading an interview with Bruno Fernandes. And uh, on this show, we've got a thing where we talk about people doing a Lennox Lewis. That's mm. where the great former heavyweight champion talked about him in the third party, as if he was somebody else. Yes, talked about himself it. in the third person. Yeah, yeah. he'd say so. Uh, Lennox is feeling really great today. I think, what about you, mate? Yeah. So, but this is the worst case I've ever seen from Bruno Fernandes. He says, I know people expect Bruno to score in every game. He said, if you might see my stats, everyone is thinking Bruno has to score in every game and Bruno has to assist in every game. And I see people talking about Bruno not doing well against the big six. People have said Bruno gives the ball. Yes, all right. People say Bruno. I think there, I think there may be seven in there. Not bad, eh? Wow. Still it's a good the player. Seven uh, Bruno rule. There's nothing better, is there, as a team when, you're, when your team surprise you? You know, they probably would have gone there, United fans, based on what they'd seen. They might have been thinking, we might sneak a draw. We're not going to go there and dominate the game, be the best team uh, and win 2-0. They wouldn't have thought that for a minute. So when your team does that, really shows up uh, in a tough game, there is no better feeling, I don't think. No, I agree with you. And uh, mm. it's City, though, they're funny, despite all those wins in the row, they're still strangely vulnerable in some games. We saw mm. that in Europe. You, I don't know what it is. They, they'll suddenly throw in a performance. Oh, United were, were excellent. They yeah. totally deserved to win. But it's City were definitely b- below par, I'd have said. But there you, there you go. But Andy, um, we had something the other day that we, I think yeah. we all enjoy. And it was uh, courtesy of uh, Yuri Tielemans for Leicester. A no-look pass. Oh, yeah. I think we all Lovely. love... 
uh, a no-look yeah. pass in football. Maybe there is a DVD out there, Andy Jacobs' top 50 no-look passes for, <laughs> there for one Christmas. There might be in basketball. It happens a lot in basketball, but yeah. not too much in but football. But it is. But, I mean, it, it's one of the few areas in which we embrace and celebrate the no-look, isn't it? I mean, if, for example... Hmm. You, want to, you don't want to be a no-look bomb disposal expert, do you? you, know, you just, the no-look cab driver that when you get in his, his car. That's not a good idea. No-look surveillance operative. Um, so, yeah, that's no-look mountaineer. You know, it's, oh, that was fantastic bit of no-look mountaineering there. So if you want to add to things that really don't lend itself to the, the no-look oeuvre, then uh, do let us know this afternoon. But we do celebrate your Reary Tiedemans because it is always a joy, that, yeah. isn't it, when you see Oh, it's it. very enjoyable, yeah. no, definitely. And uh, mm. talking of looking at stuff. I was watching the um, Bayern Dortmund game. I mm. to be honest, I thought I'd watch a bit of this, and uh, it was enjoyable. And of course, Dortmund tuned it up. We'll talk to Andy Brassel about it, and you knew Bayern were going to come back. They always do. But the commentator at one point, uh, Nigel Spackman, said VAR will take, definitely take a look at that. And the commentator said they are always watching. And I was thinking, yeah, that's their job, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the referee going to Stockley Park and I say, no, Andre Marino was in the loo for that mm. one. He didn't see it, or. Uh, yeah, uh, Anthony Taylor, he was on TikTok, he missed that one. Of course, they're always watching. <laughs> they what else do be, they yeah. do? The, um, there's a little story today, I think, in the mail, suggesting that the FA are quite keen to, to get them to explore the idea of referees yeah. being mic'd up. Um, which I think we're all for. I mean, they, they've been very resistant mm. uh, to PGMO so far. The people in I'm charge less of the Yeah, I'm less interested in that. I'm much more interested in like cricket and in rugby, where you hear the third, the fourth official, uh, not the fourth official, the VAR official yeah. d- deliberating, and that that would be really interesting. Mm. I think that in football's got to come in really. It'd be a lot better if it did. So um, we want to set you to work with Andy this afternoon because Andy's not with me in the studio. He will be. He's coming in next Monday, aren't you? We've got a big Cheltenham oh, yeah. preview, and That's we've got right, a load yeah. of racing for so Andy will be here next Monday but in the meantime he's not seeing things coming on the screen uh, as I am so it does allow us to try this little experiment um, the young um, right back who plays for Norwich um, Andy Max what's his surname Arons well you say that because he was asked today um, yeah. how you pronounce his name and Max said Aaron's. That's how everybody in the family pronounces it. So we have no excuses oh, yeah. now. He is Max yeah. Aaron's. I should have known that because I was one of my best friends was Brian Aaron's. So I don't know. I didn't get. But that. it's but spelled yeah, the same right. way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, there we there we go. So uh, the reason I, I bring it up, there is a reason oh, yeah. for this. Um, the reason I bring it up is maybe you have your um, name. Uh, mispronounced on a regular basis. And so probably the easiest way to do that is for you to say, yeah, that happens to me all the time because I'm Fred whatever. And if you tell us your name, you put your surname there, um, and indeed um, phonetically, which will help me, I can get Andy to try and pronounce it based on the spelling and see how close he gets uh, to what it is phonetically. So we'll try that this afternoon in the Max Aaron's Experiment, who were a fantastic... Jazz rock, rock jazz band from the mid yeah. mid seventies. Uh, I, I love these sections where I'm made to look utterly stupid. No, you, you won't be made to look stupid. And it, this, this is why people get their names pronounced oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. wrong. No, I'm, I'm game. Don't get me wrong. Good I'm, stuff. I'm well okay, then. It. So let us know your surname, mm. how it gets, or maybe it's your Christian name, gets mispronounced. Well, we'll put it to the test. 
Put it in there phonetically, though, so we know the uh, correct spelling as well. Send them to talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text them to 81089. Tweet to TSH&J, and that's the way to get in touch for the other areas of no look that we are not particularly impressed with. No look, of course, uh, any Australian would would be very much into the <laughs> yeah, old... Look. <laughs> yeah, look. no look, pass. <laughs> yeah. You have a yeah, look, pass in Australia, I would imagine. <laughs> Probably do, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, going back to that game, the... Uh, buying game Serge Gnabry came on and he was put, he was putting his shin pads on us and they sort of focused on him doing this I hadn't realised the modern shin pad is so small there's yeah. so little coverage I mean talk about not really worth bothering you think about Tom Finney's <laughs> you know they used to wear a thick woolen sock and a big pad yeah. underneath it but, you know, it's amazing. I suppose they're there for a reason. You can't quite see why that they wouldn't protect him. But there you go. Uh, what else? It was good to see Sir Alex there yesterday at the match. Yeah. With his massive mask and his cap. I'm surprised he could even see. Yeah. <laughs> the film. No, we're like... starting, they're starting to um, kind of preview some of the stuff that's going to be in the movie that's coming out in mm. May. So that sounds very interesting. I look forward to, look forward to seeing that. It does. Yeah. Uh, Sean Dyche talking about the screamometer yeah. after the uh, <laughs> Arsenal and then Match of the Day featuring that. I mean, it is incredible. That's one been one of the features, hasn't it, of, of no crowd. You mm. can hear the players trying to buy a foul, basically. Well, the, the, the end of Match of the Day was inspired. I don't know if it was Gary's yeah. idea or not when um, Wrighty yeah. and Dion and uh, and Gary just screamed and that was very it was very very <laughs> it was good. good but it is I mean and that would make probably like as it's going to think next time I've made, yeah. he's going to go into training today and there's going to be a few of them doing that to him so he's going to feel a bit of a burke <laughs> so it may that sort of thing may actually start to stamp it out well that's probably not the best turn of phrase <laughs> I thought he could be sponsored by the Edvard Munch Museum in Norway that'd be yeah, quite that's good yeah that's a good idea <laughs> um, I did have something else for you yeah. what was it um, oh it's completely no gone it, it will come it will come back to me but uh, anyway carry on Andy yeah, uh, I, I, I mentioned this to you last week, but we didn't, we didn't get around to talking about it. But I am fascinated. We, you may or we may get the bloke on. It's Ramboyant. 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 Thank you very much. Flamboyant rap star. Ah. Tommy Cash has designed the world's longest shoes mm. uh, with Adidas. They're three foot four long. They cost 80 quid. And uh, you can buy them if you want. <laughs> I think uh, Charlie Caroli and Coco put in an order, but yeah. I don't know. Big clown Some shoes. I mean, are they, what are, they there for, are they there for style? Are they there for sport? Are they there for clowning? What are they for? <laughs> I don't think they're there for sport. Okay. That would sort <laughs> out the men from the boys, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Ian's been in touch. He said, my wife's maiden name, which is uh, sometimes required, uh, is spelt U-R-B-A-N-C-Z-Y-K. I think, I think you can give that a go. C-Z-Y-K. Yeah. Urbanski. No, ski? Where's, where's the Y coming from? <laughs> no, no. Urbanchik. That's Urbanchik. it. That's it. Well, yeah. Uh, it's actually right. pronounced Ubanchek. So it's oh. Ubanchek. So uh, at least, it, I mean, you went with ski to kick off with. That took some doing. <laughs> that um, was bad. <laughs> so uh, we're asking Andy to mispronounce your name. Uh, if your name is often mispronounced, much like uh, Max uh, Aaron's errands, <laughs> then uh, let us know this afternoon. My surname is spelt uh, N-I-C-E. Um, how would you pronounce that? N-I-C-E. Well, yeah. Obviously nice, I suppose. No, it's pronounced Nice. 
Uh, we moved to Cornwall six years ago, said Richard, said Richard Neese. Uh, we moved to Cornwall six years ago and decided, as, everyone, as everyone kept misspelling it and uh, mispronouncing it, we're now known as the Nice Family. And yes, we oh, are all very enough. nice, he says. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We salute our two next guests because... They are uh, a couple from Barry, and they uh, pulled a jet. They they were invited to pull a, an Airbus A320 more than 20 metres. That must be a very odd phone call when that comes in, probably the last one you're expecting. Um, so we should say well done to uh, Sue Taylor Franklin and Sam Taylor. Good afternoon, both. Hello. Uh, Sue, I, I think it's all the more amazing, really, because you're, you're fairly new to this. You, you're not someone who's kind of spent decades in the gym. You, you've, you've, no, you've, we, we actually both are. We, we've only been doing it just over three years, the pair of us. So. Wow, really? What, 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 uh, yeah, what was it that kind of got you into it? What was the catalyst for it? Uh, mental health, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam came out of a, a quite a violent relationship, an awful relationship, and found the gym. And then when we met, she encouraged me to to go to the gym as well and it all started there so and sam how did how did this sort of plane thing come about i mean did somebody somebody obviously knew that you two were pretty strong and, and asked you but it does, it's not the sort of invite you get as a cold call is it really um so obviously this year oh so this year i don't know what year we're in um yeah. last year we won um <laughs> I won Britain's Strongest Woman um, in the over 40s category and Sue came second. So we we, um, we went a bit viral on um, social media and, and the TV and stuff over that because obviously we're married couple podiums and first and second. Um, so I think our names are probably out, out, out there somewhere. And uh, yeah, so a, a couple of years ago in Dubai, I had this crazy idea. I wanted to be a, the first woman to pull, a Welsh woman to pull a plane. Um, but it's not just the sort of thing you can rock up and do. You know, it, it takes a lot of organisation. Mm. It's not, you can't just go out on the street and do it. So I, I kind of forgot about it, really. And, uh, yeah, Sue had the phone call at the end of January. <laughs> so so who does organise this? Who's, who's the person who gets the plane was, in situ and it, sets it all up? <laughs> it was actually the Guinness Book of World Records, oh, okay. and it was in collaboration oh. with S4C. Right. So it was um, Orchard... Um, filmed it and, and welcomed us into it sort of thing and 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 organised everything. We just had to turn up on the day and, and do our bit, really. <laughs> when you're doing this, I mean, I've, I've seen this on Strongest Man, the competition where they pull a truck or something like that, and it always seems to me that the, the first, the initial getting the thing going is the hardest thing, and then it sort of has a bit of momentum. Was this similar? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. With with it because it's the first time we've ever pulled anything forward without actually seeing the object. Mm. So we weren't aware that it was actually moving. And it's mm. only when your hands start moving up the road that you think, God, it is moving, you know? <laughs> and you've just got to keep it moving there because you, you can't actually see it just behind you. It's quite difficult to get the momentum going. So mm. And Sam, you it was a lot bigger than you both thought, wasn't it? I don't know if you'd looked up the Airbus 320, but it was a lot bigger, heavier. Uh, and longer than, yeah, than you'd imagine. Well, yeah, yeah. Every time we spoke to sort of Guinness about it, the the size of the plane changed. So, 
it went from being sort of one of these little, you know, private jets, which we were confident we could pull, um, to being something huge, like a 747. And then it went back down to the A320. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it changed quite a few times. <laughs> I think it went from 16 yeah. tons to 48 yeah. tons, just over 48 <laughs> tons in the end. Yeah. yeah, there weren't there weren't any passengers on board. No, that would be pushing it a bit. <laughs> the, pilot, the pilot was there. Only a pilot. Yeah, slam the brakes on so we didn't get squashed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. You've got a ten-year-old son, haven't you? What does what does he make of all this? Oh, he thinks it's amazing. He absolutely loves it. He was actually allowed down there because he, he speaks Welsh as well. Mm. Goes to a Welsh school, so he was. He, he did a little interview with S4C. I believe it's been shown on um, S4C on March the thirty-first. Oh, fantastic. Oh, there's a little documentary yeah. that they're putting out. Is that right? Yes, there is. It went all over the, the Guinness Book of World Records page. It went quite viral on the pages mm. um, on Instagram and Facebook um, and their web page. So, yeah, so S4C are doing a, the, the actual um, Guinness Book of World Records programme, yeah. I believe. I mean, starting to go to the gym and then progressing and taking mm. that more seriously, it's, it's, you know, you say you've... Uh, uh, Britain's strongest women, et cetera, et cetera, and, and deadlift records. I mean, that is, I mean, you've clearly taken it seriously. You've both been pretty dedicated to it since you started doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got into it by accident. I mean, I, I didn't even know, um, I didn't even know what powerlifting was. I didn't know that women did strong women. You know, obviously, I knew there was world's strongest man, but I had no clue. And so, so somebody suggested in my gym, I try a powerlifting comp and I was kind of like, what is powerlifting? So, but yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I'm quite dedicated. If I put my mind to something, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing it and I get quite obsessive about it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's taken off. So and this is pretty much our life now, you know, wow. when you get invited to pull a plane, you can't, you know, I mean, we had no clue if we could do it, but you, you know, it's not something you say no to. No, no, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Now you, you must've missed the gym because gyms have been closed. I mean, what have you done to sort of keep in shape? Eat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eat. Keep your muscle up, sort of thing. But it's it's really hard. It's harder on the mental health than the physical strength, to be honest. Because mm. you don't lose a lot of strength. It's it's the mental health. It's going there three to four times a week, and you have to fill that time. And, and that's the hardest thing, is because obviously you, you question, "Am I good enough?" We've got Wales' strongest woman coming up in um, July, and we've both qualified for world's strongest woman in Daytona Beach in Florida in November. So the lack of training really does mentally affect you even if it's not the physical side, it's the mental side of it. Sure. And, and Sam, finally, what, what's next? Have you got another challenge you'd like to take on? You said this was kind of, you know, you said you'd like to do this. Now you've done it, you've ticked it off. Is there is another one you'd like to take on? Um, uh, yeah, if you can think of anything bigger than a... <laughs> a, a luxury-going <laughs> liner or something like that, I don't know. I mean, it's just... Yeah, challenge us, challenge us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. most people, they weigh up, you know... It, most people will start with a lorry and then go a fire engine and a bus and then a plane. And we just went, no, let's just start with a plane. So I don't really know where you go after that. So if anyone's got any suggestions, you know, if they want to send you some suggestions, that we're more than happy to give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, well, we'll see what the listeners come uh, up yeah. with. <laughs> well, look, we, we've obviously got competitions this year as mm. well. So it's focusing on them. I've got a world deadlift attempt, which has been rearranged from February to May. So maybe later in the year now. So, so it's concentrating on those as well as doing the, the other fun stuff, you know. So the plane pool was just 
you know, you don't say no. It's, yeah, you don't say no. When someone says, do you want to pull a plane? You're like, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, I don't know most yeah. people do. I've never been asked, to be honest. No, I, I think it's unlikely <laughs> that, that, that plane may have taken off. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Michelangelo's been in touch, Andy. Uh, not the, obviously. Uh, my sister's married name is um, spelt B-A-U-G-H. How are you pronouncing that? Bore. <laughs> Bore or bow or baug, he said. It's actually boff. B-O-double-F. Boff. There we are. So, oh, really? Anyway, let Andy mispronounce your name today as uh, Max Aarons, uh, the Norwich that's fullback, three, tells, three us, nil. tells us. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Max uh, Aarons of Norwich says it's Aarons. Uh, that's what the family call it, so that's what we're going to call him from now on. So we thought we'd get Andy to butcher your surname this afternoon and, and see how he gets on. Ken from Lofell has got an amazing surname, Andy. It's spelt C-O-W-X. A scrabble hand, C-O-W-X. that is. C-O-W-X. How would you pronounce that? Cowks. You're spot on. Ken would be delighted because he said, I get cokes, cocks, coats, and even once, goose. Where have I got goose from? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Oh, no, he says it's actually pronounced cow with a, yeah, cow with a kiss, say cowks. So you got it right, Andy. Well done. So I think that's one out Ooh, of good. four. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Well, not the usual Clips of the Week. As you'll probably know if you're a regular listener, we dip now and again into the Clips of the Week pewter. These, as they went out uh, in the months of May and June 2008, and so there's, you know, there's, there's no quality control. This is warts and all how a bunch of clips went out in that period. So there's a few old voices in there and a few still uh, very much part of uh, Talk Sport. So uh, we'll kick off with Mike Parry attempting to talk science. I mean, why can't aeroplanes run on steam engines? I don't understand it at all. I just don't understand it. I don't understand why man cannot make steam engines as, as efficient as a petrol engine. Because we've done it with diesel. Diesel now is, is as efficient and more efficient than a petrol engine. <laughs> What's that for now? 
Yeah, Andy Towns in there laughing. <laughs> I, I think probably fearing it being 35,000 feet in the air and somebody's yeah. not shoveling the coal in quick enough. <laughs> that, might have a, that might have a bearing on it, Mike, I would imagine. Keep shoveling. We've dropped to 32,000 feet. <laughs> Here's George Galloway coming back from an ad break with a bit of music. Well, that's been my theme for many a year. That's Chamomba Wumba. <laughs> I don't think, no, well, don't think you'll find it is, George Chamomba Wumba. Um, now, our uh, much-missed uh, and much-loved uh, former cricket correspondent, Jack Bannister, now with some alarming news for a former England captain. And Cook uh, had to suffer the dreaded finger. Up it went. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. That's very route one there. For, no. Yes, you know what I mean. Anyway. Of course. Out of Brazil now with his old mucker and former Ipswich teammate, Mick Mills. Uh, Portsmouth, great season they've had this year. You started there as a boy. You're from Godalming. 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 Fantastic. Godalming. I do love Godalming. <laughs> do struggle with those English place names, Alan. <laughs> Back to Mr. Parry with a musical quiz question. With which band did Eric record Layla? With which band did Eric Clapton record Layla? Was it Cream? Queen. Cream. Queen, yeah, I've got that down, Queen. Not no, Queen, cream. cream. Oh, Cream, I beg your pardon, I'm sorry, mate. It's the old Queen Cream situation, <laughs> as Glenn would call it, of course. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, it was Derek and the Dominoes, wasn't it, if yeah. I remember rightly? Yeah, yeah anyway. That's by the by. Here's Graham Beecroft alongside Ray Houghton. You must have played against a few, and with a few Dutch players, because of course Jan Molby was in the side uh, at the time you were there, was he not? No, he's Denmark. Uh, Denmark, I beg your pardon. I was Holland, thinking, I, 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 I... Sorry, yes, but I, was, I always regard in, Jan as Dutch, but I do yeah, beg your pardon. Yeah, yeah well, I don't think he did. Right. Turned out for Denmark <laughs> 80 times. Um, this, uh, no wonder he couldn't get in the Holland so, team. This is Jeff Peters <laughs> at Holland v Wales with uh, news of a kit clash. Well, it's Holland nil, Wales nil. We've had 13 and a half minutes here, and as you boys have been saying, it has been uh, pretty end-to-end stuff. And, and, yeah, just to confirm, Wales are in their change kit of yellow, and Holland, despite all the orange around the stadium, are wearing their change kit of uh, yellow. Blimey, it's been a tough game to work on, Jeff. <laughs> Toughest gig I've read was when Wales and Holland both turned up in yellow. Yeah. It was all Back yellow. To- yeah, very much so. Yeah. Back to Mike Parry again. And here he is lending a sympathetic ear to Aston Villa's, Aston Villa's Curtis Davis. And of yeah. course, Curtis, it's a time when your career's just taking off and you're thinking, yeah. right, I've got to compete, I've got to keep up. The frustration, I can't imagine, when you see everybody else getting on with their careers and yeah. yours has come to a, a hold. And, and, and how do you cope with that? Well, I don't know. He probably didn't want to confront that at that moment, Mike, but thank you very much. Uh, a corner to uh, Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues now. Are they long with razor teeth? No, they've got no teeth. Uh, no, what this woman got? No. She got attacked by this fish, but because she was cleaning the barnacles off her, off her underside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you ever clean the barnacles off your underside, Andy? Yeah, Something to do no. in lockdown. <laughs> and one last match from Alan Brazil with one of his classic match summations. This time it's the 2008 Champions League final boiled down to 10 seconds. Terry, were you know the. Uh, Moscow and crikey, you know, what a game it was and to end like that. And, of course, John uh, he's losing his left, you know, slipping left left leg went and bang. 
Is it that Alan sounds like your impersonation of it. Yeah, was it Alan, just random words, you know, King Harold, you know, disappointing to turn round, you know, arrow, eye, bang. You did great moments in history. Alan, Alan stripping it down to the, you know, Trafalgar, Nelson, the arm, the eye, the shot, Hardy, kiss me, bang. Um, and finally, uh, it's the Moose with the sports news as Chelsea begins searching for a new manager. Elsewhere, staying on the Italian theme, and Carlo Giancarlo Ancelotti and Roberto Mancini are said to be on the Stamford List short bridge. The Stamford List short bridge? He's always thinking of food. <laughs> he probably fancied a shortbread, didn't he? Somebody came in with biscuits. The, the Chelsea the chef obviously gives him biscuits. I think That's he brilliant. does, Mick the chef. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Andy, Darren in Liverpool's been in touch. Um, oh, his yeah. his uh, surname has a bit of a footballing flavour, quite a timely one with the Rangers in the news. It is spelt T-A-V-E-R-N-I-E-R. Hold on. Tavern. Tavernier. Oh, you've gone... Tavernier? You've, you've gone posh. That's not the way the... That's <laughs> Funny enough, um, the player himself, uh, um, and pundits, etc., uh, pronounce it Tavernier. I can understand why you went no. down the French route, Tavernier, but he, Tavernier. <laughs> but um, Darren himself <laughs> says, I share that name with James uh, uh, Tavernier of uh, Rangers, but I pronounce it Taverner. Taverner. He gets rid of the eye. He says. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, um, so there we are. I think he's not gone down the French route. Commentators always get it wrong, he said. Well, but they did ask the player. If you ask the player, a bit like yeah, yeah, Max exactly. Aaron's errands. Once you ask the player, then all bets are off. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is a strange story. We're still trying to get our heads around. Uh, Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, is auctioning off his first ever tweet. It just said, just setting up my Twitter. And you think, well, how do you auction off a tweet? Well, apparently, mm. the person that buys it will be given a certificate of ownership, signed and verified by Dorsey, as well as the data of the original tweet. Um, uh, £1.8 million pounds the bidding has reached so far. Think, well, what's that got to do with sport? Well, it kind of it's quite similar to something else that's going on in the NBA. Something that's been set up called NBA Top Shop. And they're selling digital basketball highlights uh, of sort of famous moments or just moments from the game that you can buy in sort of packages of fairly routine moments or legendary moments that go up in price. And uh, a recent one was sold for $208,000, a LeBron James clip. So how do you monetize something like that? And then how do you actually take ownership of it? Um, Alan Stevens hopefully can explain or is a social media expert. Alan, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. I'll do my best, although it's a, it's a weird world we're in. Isn't it, it is. It's a very it weird is. concept. I mean, I suppose on the face of it, it's kind of like, almost like digital baseball cards, aren't there? Is there a bit of that Panini stickers feel to it? No, there is a bit of Panini going on there. It is It is a bit like trading cards and so on, but these are digital, so these are, these, this is completely weird because you can have a perfect copy of something that somebody else has paid an awful lot of money for, and that's the strange thing. And does it come in a sort of, I'm, trying, I'm looking at their website, does it come in a cube, like a Perspex cube, and it's got the action inside? Or how does it work? What do you actually get for your money? It's, it's, it's actually digital. Um, it comes with what's called an, an NFT, which is a, the wonderfully named non-fungible token, right. uh, which makes no sense to anybody, least of all me. Uh, but what it means, it's a unique, but it doesn't actually, it's, it's, it's digital. So it doesn't, there's no physical stuff going with it at all. So I mean, you just you get it on your phone. It's just a moment. 
Yeah, it's any bit right. of bar. It's a, it's a thing. You pay 280 it's grand for that. <laughs> well, I suppose <laughs> if you're trading them, Andy, I mean, if you pay 208 grand for it, but someone out there wants it so badly they'll they'll pay 350 grand for it, then then your quid's in. I mean, this is all... So you're basically, you're basically paying 208 grand for a clip of LeBron James on your phone. Yes. I don't, I don't ask me to make sense of it, Andy. I know you're still getting up the grips with a steam engine. But, um, but it, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's for the, the world that's into Bitcoin, etc., isn't it, really, I would think, Alan? It is, it is that. I mean, it, is, it is about Bitcoin and it is about digital um, property and so on. There's a big market for this. I mean, you know, stuff has changed hands for up to $6 million so far. And, uh, you know, there, there's, there's a, believe it or not, there's a market in virtual kittens. I'm not making this up. There is, there is a trading what? market in virtual kittens that go for a lot of money. Wow! So they, yeah, I mean, they've got the, the, these packages. You get common moments that can have over one thousand digital copies, so they're not unique to you. You can buy That's them right. in common packs. They start at nine dollars for nine moments, and they, they work their way up to the platinum ultimate collection. Three digital copies you can only buy through auction. Then the ultimate is the Genesis. I take it that's some some Michael Jordan key moments, and again, no only doubt. available through auction. And people buy these. Yeah, but if you, yeah. If you, for example, if you want to see kittens, just go on YouTube and put in kittens. <laughs> You'll get plenty of kittens to look at. What's the deal? Obvious, I mean, Andy, it's obvious. a really, it's a really obvious. It's a, it's obviously a trading thing. I get that, but mm. blimey, you have to, you'd think the thing that they're trading would have some value. It seems to have no intrinsic value this at all, other than. I, I think that's the key thing it. that it doesn't really seem to have a value. It's about the uniqueness. I mean, frankly, I'm prepared to offer you my first tweet for a fiver or a job lot of five for a tenner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's. Entirely up to you. It does feel a bit the king is in the altogether for people of uh, for, of our generation. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there and it's all making perfect sense. I mean, one of the guys that collects these was quoted as saying, growing up, I collected Pokemon cards, and I'll never forget the thrill of opening a pack, um, hoping for a holographic Charizard, says one of the guys. When I heard of NBA hmm. Top Shot in January, I bought a pack and the nostalgia immediately hit. As an NBA fan, owning specific moments from my favourite players was a concept that was cool, and I've been collecting moments ever since. I mean, you can go online and look at a still photograph of, so, of Harry Kane if you want to, or you can go and buy it in sticker form. So is it... Is so that, when, is when that, they, yes, Andy? And when they show the old NBA game, suddenly there's a bit missing saying, no, we sold that bit to somebody so, else. Sold that to Fred. <laughs> you can't missing. see that again. But I suppose it's true. You can always go and look at images, but, you know, you can this is collecting, isn't it? I suppose we've got to it, get it. It is collecting, and it's the, passion, it's the passion that people have for collecting something unique. They want something no one else in the world has got. And even though it looks like something everybody else in the world has got, they know it's unique. And 88,000 buyers of this globally, $278 million in sales in this area. I'm sure the NBA are delighted. They probably haven't got a clue, most of them, why they're being sent these checks, but they're probably well, you, delighted that they are. Yeah. You've got to wonder when the Premier League are going to get hold of exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. They must absolutely. be looking at this. I mean, I've, I've got to tell you, I would pay a few bobs for the goal that my team scored at Liverpool last night. I, oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, you'd like that in digital form. I That's would that. like that in digital form. Yeah, if, 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 yeah. if a Fulham fan could own that goal, that, that, that potentially. I'd have it. And the Anderson clearance. I mean, that might yeah. be worth a few. I've just bought well. the box set of Timo Werner's misses this season. It's tremendous. <laughs> not, his, not his misses. You mean the no, no, chances yeah. he hasn't scored? Well, yeah, he's getting a bit worried about you then, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily.
Daily Podcast. We heard a clip uh, earlier on of uh, Alan explaining the uh, John Terry's slip, of course, when he took his penalty in the uh, Champions League final, but it was basically a coded Alan message in, in very short words. A number of people have been uh, taking on other great moments in history um, through uh, Alan's eyes when he does it like that. And uh, Dan, the Fulham fan, said, you know, <laughs> built in Belfast, a massive, you know, maiden voyage, never made New York, you know, iceberg, bang. Said it was unsinkable, but, but it sank. Yeah, that's it. Dan, that's where he goes. Alan would would give us the the Titanic. Um, what else have we got? Uh, this comes from Sean in Salford. I remember the big man's recollection of the worldwide event back in 1985 that was Live Aid. Remember Wembley, Bono, Boy, Heroes, Queen, Ao. Gaga, champion, saw them support. Uh, Mott the Hoople, Geldof, Midjua, 127 million, bang. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, Live Aid for you. So I'm doing these. I'm reading them as I go, so give me a break. I know. That one was less good. Uh, Ian, Ian in Wales, you know, dead feral, slaves, giant blocks of storm. How do they do it, Beaky? Bang, pyramids. So there we are. Yeah, the idea with that is basically that's the world stripped down into a few key moments. I think Bob and Arbroath, uh, Bob and Arbroath and Michael Naylor both went down the same route. They saw the moon landings. One more. You know, now. 1969, Apollo 11, <laughs> up it went, whoosh! Neil Armstrong, <laughs> Eagle has landed, Buzz Lightyear, or hang on, Aldrin, one small step, bang! Thank you, Bob and Michael, That's that was a brilliant. bit of both of you there. Anyway, you get the idea with that, it's just uh, the history of the world it's through the eyes of Alan Brazil. Um, so, coming up very shortly... It's uh, a whole programme it's, it's, it's a quiz, isn't it? It's a quiz. What's the yeah. moment and what's Alan talking about? Maybe Maybe we'll, maybe we'll come back to that. Thank you all for uh, getting in touch this afternoon. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Andy will be back with me on, well, Thursday officially to see if I can get 10 in a row in the birthday spread. It's never been done. Um, alongside Jeff Peters. He's definitely back on the show Friday. Charlie Baker with me tomorrow. Max on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So hope you can join us. If you can't, podcast available at around five. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 